0: Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition here of the Matt of Steel podcast. Where, of course, yours truly, Charles Pratt-Ritchie and the Steelers finished out the 2022 campaign with a 9-8 record. It is Mike Tomlins uh, still setting a record uh, beginning his career as head coach with uh, 16 consecutive seasons, began a career. Uh, remember last year, he set the record by passing late by Schartenheimer, who did it with 14 consecutive seasons, where he began his career with the Browns and going over to the Chiefs, the Chargers, in uh, his entire NFL career. So Mike Thomas still going strong at uh, 16 consecutive seasons. With a non-losing season, they miss out on the playoffs. This year, thus making their own bed. A uh, key brutal month was the month of October, of course, uh, beginning uh, with loss to the Jets and, of course, the Dolphins a few weeks uh, later uh, within that month. Plus, they also lost a home opener, too, uh, which is another bad start uh, to the New England Patriots. Uh, the Steelers in the Sunday's matchup. They need to beat the Browns and have both the Patriots and the Dolphins lose. Dolphins ended up uh, hanging on, winning that game in at the end of regulation. All field was in that game, 9-6. And of course, Steelers on the brink of elimination, thus ending a back-to-back playoff berth appearance. And uh, back on uh, November uh, 15th, if you guys uh, remember a couple months ago, uh, writer for CBS Sports, Sophia Anderson tweeted uh, that morning on the 15th of November that There's talk behind the scenes as to whether any one of the three of the NFL's biggest tenured head coaches will step the season or next. As these lists get compiled in preparation for vacancies, vacancies. we'll see. Uh, Mike Tomlin uh, was uh, talked about, like, you know, being about feeling motivation by the competition. Uh, Brooke Pyre asked if he still feels the same fire going into the offseason. Mike Tomlin, more so, increasingly so. And also, too, after making those comments uh, yesterday, as reported by Brooke Pryor of ESPN, the Browns requested permission to interview Steelers linebacker coach Brian Flores for their defensive coordinator job per source. Now, remember, the run game was definitely a big issue uh, going into this season. Last year, we saw it fall off tracks uh, last year as it hit an all-time low. It went from 32nd in the league last year. Uh, shortly after Tyson Alalalu Al- Al- was lost for the year with a knee injury, I believe it was. Well, this year, they were still starting off dead last uh, for at least almost the first month of September. But as things got along, they started moving up, went 510 spots. They finished out the season uh, ninth on the ground uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which uh, was a phenomenal job, which definitely needed some time and patience to gel. But the Steelers uh, find themselves this year on the run defense surrendering over 1,838 yards off of 442 attempts, 4.2 yards per attempt, seven touchdowns. Like I said, that finished ninth in the league. So a well job done there by Ryan Flores, who controversially got fired uh, by the Miami uh, Dolphins a year ago. Shortly after we heard the report, uh, by the Miami Dolphins, uh, basically that they were trying, like Steven Ross, hey, he was accused of coming the Brian Flores and asked him to uh, lose games to get higher draft picks. Eventually, I mean, you know Brian Flores' uh, record as uh, Miami uh, Dolphins head coach, uh, basically he only had uh, in his time there, only one losing season, which was in his first three, went 5-11. Then, and and of course, the next few years, they barely uh, missed the playoffs, more so in 2020 so their first year of COVID, where they went 10-6, and six, which was his career-high wins. And then his last season, 2021, they finished out 9-8. and eight. Now, of course, I mean, when you look at Brian Flores' uh, rankings right there, he did not do enough to – Grow to Wataga below when he and when they first got him in 2020 out of the University of Alabama. But defensively, he wasn't all that bad. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, he got his uh total uh defense for like uh points, he got as high as like six uh best in the league, furthering the least amount of points. And uh, we'll see, but I mean, other than that, the Miami Dolphins right there. I mean, definitely a controversial uh, franchise, to say the least, as uh, we looked at. But for right now, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, with Brian Flores, who was able to get some uh, guys on his team to try and slowly turn this thing around. I mean, you look at, like, some of the guys uh, we mentioned about, including, like, a guy like uh, Devin Bush, who uh, has 50-year option declined. Bush earned up to over $18 million guarantee in his rookie deal. Devin Bush, who produced 81 tackles this season, 11 more than what he did uh, a season ago. His snaps went down since the loss to the Ravens at Apshurst Stadium this year. That was a home game. His last start was versus the Panthers, where he had 25 uh, snaps. He never came anywhere close to the career high of tackles we made by this rookie season back in 2019, where he had, had 109. Just going really to show you an effect what Brian Flores had on his team. That was one of the guys right there, I would say, clearly uh, benefited. And if he does move on and gets another opportunity elsewhere, like the Cleveland Browns, I mean, I would hate to see him go, but at the same time, too, I'm still kind of, like, uh, scratching my head. Why not a head coaching role? I mean, Kevin Stefanski, he's still, like, not necessarily proven to be the guy for Cleveland, I mean, right now, if you think about it. I mean, Stefanski – only had one winning season and one playoff appearance with a playoff win, which ironically, who they eliminated the Steelers in back-to-back weeks in the final week of the regular season, week 17 in 2020. Then, of course, in the playoffs, in the wildcard round, where the Steelers got eliminated ugly in that one with so many turnovers, despite the effort by Ben Rosberger and uh, which game in this one, Right there, I mean, it was just sadly uh, remembered where they only had a a minus-five turnover ratio for them. Those throws coming off the heels of Ben Broushberger, they would give up 48 points, uh, which was part of their four-game losing streak. That was a three-game losing streak at that moment in time. But anyway, I I thought Brian Flores right now, he was definitely one of the noticeable coaches right here who definitely stood out. It took a while to gel. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, considering when you started off the year, and I'll give like the run defense right now. I mean, when you look at it, I'll give it like a B plus to be honest. With you, the way it's sh- it's sh- shook out. I mean, it definitely was a lot of patience and waiting, to say the least. But I mean, this was definitely uh, pretty more than what they could expect to get improved. I really liked what they did, what they had to address. I mean, it was not pretty at times watching this season. I mean, when you look at the yards that really killed them uh, throughout the season, it would definitely had to be, like, top three. Beginning with the Baltimore Ravens game earlier in the month of December. That game uh, took place on December 11th, where they allowed 215 yards on the ground. And then the second worst was earlier in the season. It was the third game of the season where they had to go on the road in Cleveland and take on the Browns. That was Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime, 171 rushing yards. I'd be interested to see, I mean, if he does turn on an offer, will he come back for another season? I'll be honest. I mean, of for right now, I mean, when you look at the Steelers right now, he was definitely a the skies, disguise, kind of like how like once upon a time for the offensive line when they had uh, Mike Munchak who came in, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, when he came in beginning around 2014 for 2018, he helped restore an attitude to the offensive line, kind of like how Brian Flores did with the run stop. You will definitely hate to see a guy like that move on, but at the same time, too, he needs to get an opportunity to get back to being a better head coach. And speaking of coaches right now, more so on the assistant side, same with the Steelers. Uh, once again, before we get into that, you guys can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter. At Mod Steel CGR and on Instagram at Met Nation as we get ready to uh prep for the playoffs coming up here in due time. Here to Matt Canada. The Virg uh, still seems to be out right now. Uh if he's gonna be on the staff going forward as the offensive core there. Uh nothing seems to be uh, certain right there. I mean, for this team. It's still, the door is not slammed shut for this guy to be dismissed. I mean, definitely right now, according to Mike Tomlin, uh, when asked about Matt Canada, he said, I thought he got better, according to Tomlin, at his end-of-year news conference on Monday. Just like our team got better, I'm not going to speculate about him or anyone as I stand here today. I'm just beginning the process of transitioning in terms of wrapping the ball around it and looking seeing what 2023 looks like stuck there. We got some work to do, but largely I thought he got better in the ways that we got better. It was encouraging. Now, Kenny Pickett, who was definitely a guy who seemed to get better as this season continued to go on, who basically we'll see if they found their uh, franchise uh, quarterback, We actually uh, finished out the season in 13 games for for 2,404 yards, 7 touchdowns, 9 interceptions uh yards per attempt about a little over six yards but he still finished out the season with a 76 about a 77 qb rating and a 51 QBR. brilliant uh work to do right there but at the same time to his credit he had three uh fourth comebacks and four game winning uh drives this year as uh we look at it i mean and you saw like what he was able to do, especially on uh, Sunday night football when he brought, helped bring the Steelers back from a 10-point uh, deficit, deficit right now. His three uh, fourth quarter comebacks ranked 14th in the league, and then his uh, game-winning drives ranked 10th in the league with uh, four. Uh, Tomlin did decline to say how much input Pickett would have in the team's decision to retain Canada, but Pickett said he was off on the same page with corn core Uh there. We're just getting to know each other, end quote, according to Pickett, uh, which he said on Sunday. I get to know how how he calls games. He gets to know what I like, test communication. The more I was playing, the more input I was able to have and what I like. We're always on the same page with Coach Sully, Mike Sullivan as well. That, that seems to be the uh question right there, too. I mean – The last five years in particular, I mean, Tomlin in his coaching career when dealing with the offense, uh, his total offense has averaged out to 15th in the league, 15th in points, uh, 20th when it comes to rushing yards, 18th in touchdowns, but then like passing yards, of course, a lot of it had to do with Ben Rosberg. 12th in the league and 12th in passing touchdowns, 17th in the red zone. Uh, just to give you an example, like how noticeable different that was. I mean, the last five years, they're average twenty-first in the league. With their lowest being back in two thousand nineteen, which was the second to last year, Randy Fickner before he exited after the two thousand twenty season. Before he was like, oh, excuse me. So twenty-first in yards and eighteenth in points, and of course, I mean this year. I mean, in the red zone, 23rd, I mean, he did not do much, many favors to like show encouragement. He brought back. I mean, the only good that they were good in the red zone under Matt Canada was the first year of COVID and where there were 11th red zone touchdowns. And uh, Canada, he's definitely uh, right now, I'm not sure if he be. Everybody wants open arms, having them back, but it does not seem too. It wouldn't sound too surprising if he was able to come back with the team. I think you gotta to remember too. This is a project right now, trying to develop K. Pickett. I'm almost starting to wonder in the mindset if you do like retain a guy like Matt Canada, is it more so they just don't want to mess with the chemistry they starting to have towards the end of the season because you bring in a whole new offensive core there. I mean, does that mess with the growth and development of a guy like Kenny Pickett? And we're uh, looking at two uh, right now going into it. I mean, for out. But I mean, like, according to Chris Smaller, 937 the fan, uh, one of the potential candidates that could come in, uh, he's pointing to Mark Whipple. First uh, year, 12 games, 62% completions. 3,098 yards with 13 touchdowns, nine receptions. Second year, nine games, 61% completion with 2,408 yards, 13 touchdowns, nine receptions. For the following season, explosion of 67% completions, 4,319 yards and 42 touchdowns, seven receptions. Now, does that mean he needs a new quarter to take the next step? Is there more for Canada to show him? Uh, Chris Muller does go on to say, the Steelers do decide to make a move. There are some candidates. We'll go on the premise that they won't go into the college ranks again. Although a guy like Alabama was Bill O'Brien has called plays in the NFL and the and ben, the head coach. Another guy he that was off the on the list was Frank Wright, fired mid season by the Colts after going 40 and 33. He was the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl champion Eagles in 2017, leading the third highest scoring offense in the NFL. And back to back years in 2020 to 2021, the Colts were the ninth highest scoring team with Philip Rivers and Carson West as the primary quarterbacks in 2022. They were 30th with Matt Ryan as the opening starter. Nathaniel Hackett, he's another one right here, uh, who got fired midseason in Denver with the Broncos with Russell Wilson's first year. Uh, 30 second points, but I'm not sure if that would be one. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I uh, really know about his track record and how he tried to work with uh, Kyle Murray and how he did a phenomenal job involving James Conner being a touchdown scoring machine. Matt Nagy, not really. I think one guy, if you're gonna look at maybe Brian Iron Lefwis right there, after a disastrous offense year with uh, as OC in Arizona in 2018, he was hired by the Bucks, but it, wasn't until it was not until this year. Was third with Jameis Winston as quarterback. Third and second in points scored from 2019 through 2021. 25th the season. So, again, three. That includes one of those seasons before Tom Brady arrived. He's worked with Tom Brady in the bugs and played other time. And who knows what the season, offseason, could hold for him. I definitely like a guy like Byron Leftwich, If they were to look somewhere else, maybe Frank Wright. But Frank Wright, I think, is more uh, defensive defensive. If anything, when I hear that and it screams out. Uh, feel free to leave a comment uh, on my YouTube channel here, Matt uh, Steel Pockets. You can also check it out on my Facebook page, which I'll share shortly after this is over with. But right now, once again, uh, Favre was uh stay, or is he go? And to be honest with you, I would have to say they will stay on for right now. There's going to be a lot more weighing on this. To feel how everyone's uh coming along here, but other than that, we'll see what happens. Transitioning right now, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, it's magic. Uh, he, he uh, gets recognized and voted by the team as a Steelers team MVP this year, uh, for the black and gold, uh, which was a uh, nice to see, uh, well deserved. He, uh, right now. He becomes the first uh, safety since Troy Palomalo won the honor back in 2010, which is uh, very rare. You would see a safety on this uh, list. The only uh, safeties that were to win the team MVP award uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers was Glenn Edwards back in 1974. You had uh, Dye show back in 1980. They did miss the playoffs. And then also, too, Yeah, so basically it was Glenn Edwards, dive Sell, and Troy out uh, Three safeties prior to uh Mika Fitzpatrick uh getting the honor right now. As a matter of fact, too, he becomes the second free safety on the Steelers earned team MVP award. Uh Mika, uh Fitzpatrick he earned his career high with six interceptions this season. He had the only six uh, that was in the beginning of the year. I believe it was on the first drive of the Bengals' offensive series, instant day to kick off the season. And then uh, he is the sole member of the black goal to be uh, nominated as an All-Pro as voted on by the NFL Players Union, which began uh, this year. NFL's Players Union uh, back on January 11th uh, had uh, their right to go ahead and start voting for they got guy, the guys who deserve to be. Nominated as an all pro. so we heard about that uh today right there and right now. but yeah, congratulations to the Mika. he definitely had a uh, great year contributing and, and you look at like what he's uh, meant for this team. I mean, I just feel right now Mika Fitzpatrick talking about the guy being one of the top paid uh safeties here as the Steelers right now, I mean, look at what he's been able to make. He carried in with a cap number in his fully guaranteed uh, contract. Uh, His cap number for this year was over $8.1 million. But that's going to start going up in the next uh, four years now, where he'll be having about 18 back back seasons, 19 in 2025. And his foul season, over $21.1 million in 2026. I mean, uh, Nick Fitzpatrick, who just did a phenomenal job. And uh, we'll see uh, right now. Uh, remember, this is the official All-Pro either that's voted on by the Associated Press. But the Alpha Players Union is doing their own uh, representations of voting for that. He is right now, uh, prior to this, a uh, five-time uh, Pro Bowler. so oh, excuse me. A three-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro if he does get successfully voted on for this, it'll be his third All-Pro, so he'll be a three-time pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. Uh, listen, it, he was definitely, I think, very valuable for the Steelers uh, this season and for the Pittsburgh Steelers doing what he did. And, and when you look at, like, uh, his game and stuff, like, how much, like, impact, like, he made, I mean, think about it. I mean, the interceptions that he had, I mean, whenever he would make an interception – They were 4-2 whenever he had an interception uh, this season. 4-2 for the season. And not only that, too. I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick for his uh, contributions, too. He also had 96 total tackles and matches career-high of 11 uh, pass deflections. His uh, 96 uh, tackles right now on the team itself, when we look at it on the defense, as far as, like, combined uh, tackles, that makes uh, second on the team right there, only behind Miles Jack, who finished off the season with 104. I mean, it's pretty good right there. A guy who's being paid top dollar right now going forward is the, one of the best free safeties. I thought Mika Fitzpatrick did more than a, a phenomenal job this year. Now, granted, I mean the Steelers did miss the playoff. But I mean at the same time, too. I mean, listen, this guy still continues to be good as advertised. I mean, make fitzpatrick. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, who will be uh, going right now, I mean, basically into his uh, fifth season already. Can you believe that? Who will be uh, with this uh, team right now. He'll be turning 27 in November at the end of this year. So congratulations, Mika, and team MVP honors right there. And also, too, I mean, speaking of the offseason, too, let's go ahead and keep you guys uh, posted right now. Going to uh free agency, the Steelers this year will have 25 as unrestricted free agents, uh, seven of them being starters. And uh, here's a breakdown right now they're going to be having four on defense, with includes defensive end Larry Ogan and uh, two first round uh picks back in 2018 and 2019 left-inside linebacker who's uh, 10th overall, Devin Bush, and then 28th overall pick back in the 2018 draft, uh, Torello Edmonds. Then the only other uh, player on defense, which would be also an unrestricted free agent, is Camp Sutton. Remember, he was a third-round pick. I believe he was uh, 94th overall and taken by the draft uh, back in 2017. Let's see. Yeah, 94 for overall back in 2017 up to C Let's go ahead and take a look on the offensive side of the ball uh, right now. Who right now? And don't forget, too, uh, both Devin Bush and Thoreau Evans, they both had their uh, fifth-year options to sign right there. I mentioned earlier at the top of this podcast how Devin Bush hasn't come anywhere close to his career-high Tackles, yeah, rookies is 109. This would be a big question mark if they give him a one year deal, see what they do, or if they tag them, uh, right now. Also, on the offense, you only got uh, two in particular plus one special teams. Uh, you got fullback Derek Watt and wide receiver Steve Sims. Those teams, they got Christian Coots and uh. We'll see. I mean, I think those are going to be the only uh, noticeable concerns like off of this list. I'll say more in particular. I mean, if one guy, if I want to spare for another season, I'd probably go a little bit more so Terrell Emmons than Devin Bush for right now. Devin Bush has some flashes, but at the same time, too, I really started to like Terrell Emmons. I really thought he's starting to come into his own. I'm not sure they could find like another, like, strong safety. I mean, later in free agency. I mean, the Steelers right now, when you look at like the cap space they have uh, currently available to them uh, right now, I mean, going into the season, they have right now over $17.3 million right now. I mean, we should go up if they uh, make a few adjustments uh, with some contracts, restructure some deals right now under Omar Khan and Andy White, who are both the GM tandem for the Steelers going forward? I would definitely be intrigued by that. I mean, how they – manage that we'll see as far as uh right now some like uh safeties i mean when you look at it too i mean who could be out there that they could take a look at i mean they already got like uh their guy mika's locked up but I'm not sure who to uh definitely look at but we'll, we'll come revisit that point for another time also, too. Speaking of uh, vacancies, how about coaching vacancies? Coach of the year right now, uh, as of Tuesday, uh, according to, let's see, uh, the Athletic. Uh, back uh, yesterday, it was announced that there's uh, right now. Currently, there is five coaching positions available right now. Uh, here's the time frame in the order that it happened. Uh, better, remember, back on October 10th, the Carolina Panthers they fired Matt Rule on October 10th. Then the Colts fired uh, Frank Reich, who they replaced with Jeff Saturday back on November 7th. Frank fired uh, Nathaniel Hackett on January 26th. And, of course, this fired Lovie Smith on the, after the foul game of the regular season, which helped the Scarlet Bears secure the number one overall pick. They had control of the number one overall pick, but by winning it, they clearly hurt their chances of getting that. Then, of course, uh, last but not least, Charles, they fired Cliff Kingsbury, a uh, bet on uh, Monday, January 9th, and if you look at, excuse me, I meant Tuesday for January eleventh. So sorry about that. But James Murray, I think that one was a relationship has already started with Tyler Murray when they did his new contract right and right there in out study right there and how he took it real personal about trying to extend extensive hours of film right there to like earn like his guarantees. I mean the clause is right there. I mean Matt LaFleur and Matt and Nathaniel Hackett spoke recently about, but not specifically about the possibility of Hackett returning to Green Bay. Hackett, he was fired by the Broncos after just 15 games as a head coach. He served as a LaFleur's offensive coordinator from 2019 through 2021. To the nature of the conversation was more checking in on a friend, though talks about potential packs reunion may happen at a later date. Uh, LaFleur also added that I know he needs some family time as well. LaFleur said Monday and sees a rapid conference. Asked uh, Chris Ballard how bad it, how it got so bad so quickly. He started with three reasons. Instability at quarterback, offensive line regression, they kept being themselves. Uh, more from uh, Chris Ballard of the Colts. Look, I failed. I'm not going to sit up here and make excuses. I failed a lot of people. I never take lightly what's at stake here. Jeff Saturday's one sub record, his team's minus 87 point differential during his tenure, his historic collapses a brutal last-second loot losses, and the fact that his team regressed compellingly almost every conceivable way, Jeff Saturday still believes he deserves a shot at fixing all that's wrong with this franchise. Uh, Saturday did say, I have a very clear vision of how I can turn this football team around and asked about his, asked about his candidacy for the Colts head coach position, one he intends to interview for in the coming weeks. Now, another one too that could be well keeping an eye on too. Uh Mike McCarthy. Will he uh remain with the Cowboys? Should the Cowboys lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Tom Brady on Monday night? This will be the final game of the playoff wildcard weekend right there. Uh Jerry Jones is reassured on Five Point Three The fan in Dallas he said that. Nothing that happens in Monday night's uh, wild card game against the There's Will impacts his head coach, Mike McCarthy. Uh, I got to tell you what right now. I'm What's a little skeptical about that? How, you know, he'd be sticking around. It depends on how bad the loss is. And plus the way they kind of limped into the playoffs. A team like the Dallas Cowboys uh, right now, who was pretty much recognized as one of the top, like, uh, Super Bowl defenses in the league. I mean, this year, I mean, w- when you looked that up, it's just this is a team right now who gave, who allowed only 342 points, which was uh, fifth best in the league. But as of late, the game with the Houston Texans, I mean, that's when you start seeing give up in the high 20s through close to 40 points. I mean, range wise, they lost the final game of the regular season to Washington, where they still had a chance for division. The, the Eagles lost. They gave up 26 points. 626, losing to a third-string quarterback who passed uh, on that day for 158 yards. And they got ran, uh, give up 151 yards on the ground. And right now, I mean, the team who seems like it's limping game right now, Super Bowl hopes could be in serious jeopardy. I don't know about that, but we'll find out. But definitely, he loses to K. Bailey. Every- you expect a change right there, uh anticipated. Then speaking of which, just to close out, Mike Tomlin, who actually, uh, by the way, right now, as uh we looked at it, like uh, 937 the fad, uh Andrew Pony was uh pointing out there looking at it. And let's see. who who, there was a a guest on the show that said that uh, I feel like Mike Tomlin definitely – Mike Labari, who's a former uh, analyst on NFL Network, uh, he said he stood by his comment that Tomlin was a coach of the year on 937. He called Tomlin a top five NFL coach. The Steelers media fans are spoiled and Average coach will have won five games with Steelers roster. Uh, It's hard to argue that. Love Mike Tomlin as a competitor for this uh, team and his head coach, keeping this team in the position they are in. But at the same time, too, I think the only pushback you got to look at, I mean, again, when you're in a city and town like Pittsburgh, especially for the team you represent, I mean, I mean it looks like they could still get two first-round picks Being ended up with. Now, listen, they did get a top-ten pick from uh, losing some games this year. But, I mean, look at it. They're 18th overall right now. Then plus, at number 22nd, which is supposed to be the Miami Dolphins uh, pick, they had to forfeit uh, that spot due to the allegations of, of course, Steven Ross and Brian Flores. So they were supposed to be 22nd in the draft. That pick has been forfeited. And plus, the, the pick they got back in the trade for, Chase Claypool, that they sent to the Bears. I mean, the Steelers right now, uh, that pick was originally supposed to be the 33rd pick, but that's the case the Dolphins picker being... Skipped over, it looks like it's that's an extra first round pick. So, 18th and 33rd, we'll see. But right now, I tell you what, Mike Tomlin does he deserve to be coach of the year. I'm gonna have to say no at this time. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Love to see him uh, get the award. I think he definitely deserves the recognition. But if you look at it too, I mean, a lot of these coach of the year awards usually run or earned by coaches who had had a miserable season the year before or a new coach that would come onto the scene that would turn around, get into a winning record, into the playoffs, or a guy like John Harbaugh's case who was the last one to do it, from what I understand, who got coached a year by getting the Ravens into the playoffs behind an electric Lamar Jackson who replaced Joe Flacco towards the second half of the 2018 season they steamrolled down to the playoffs of course they were running dumb but they got the best record a year later in the afc 14 and 2 only losing the first round so those would be your circumstances i'm not sure if Mike tom going to get that i'm gonna have to say no but it would be nice to see and that's gonna wrap it up for this edition here of the of Steel podcast once again you guys can follow me all your social media outlets, you can check me out on Twitter at Steel CGR and on Instagram at Steel Nations. I leave you. They'll be trolling. You're all the heroes. There we go. I don't. So go to the blink. Let's go.